Hello, we are back. Welcome to season four of Refigure, the podcast about arts, tech, culture and diversity. Tonight we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, thinking about, playing with while we've been stuck inside our house. fab isn't it we're gonna call it refigure check-in this is the check-in season check it out check it check 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 i'm reefer and i'm christopher it's lovely to be back after a long break and in fact we're coming back quite a bit early i wasn't planning to bring the podcast back for another two months really or or at least a month but anyway we're here but our people have been asking for it where are you in our time of need so on the Facebook, no, on the Instagram, I've been posting stuff around um, what we've been watching in the meantime. So we we did see a lot of dystopian sci-fi fantasy. Which was probably good training. This week on the programme, we have been binge watching Great British Bake Off because we never watched any of it first time round. We didn't watch even one episode. So we will talk about that. And then we will also talk about different apps like virtual toys, little games and things that we've downloaded and which ones we've enjoyed and what we felt about them. And then finally we'll do what you read in for, as usual. Shall I explain a bit about how Bake Off came about for us? Because everybody else knows all about it. <laughs> yeah. So the last time I saw Chris's family... Chris's sister and her lovely nieces were telling us all about how they love to watch as a family and baking programs like Nailed It and uh, on Netflix. So I went ahead and had a go at Netflix, uh, sorry, at Nailed It, (laughs) had a go at Nailed It, which is this crazy baking program where they clearly hire people who are not very good at making cakes and make them make an extraordinary cake under pressure with some guest celebrities coming to judge them as well. So it's a spin on on Bake Off. Uh, anyway, competitive baking, basically. After watching that, I, start, I found it strangely relaxing and then watched um, a programme called Zumbo's Just Desserts. <laughs> That's the Australian one. It was really nice. Like, sometimes you just need something to take your mind off things and it's kind of relaxing watching people but that one's slightly more well it is much more professional you're learning a bit more about patisseries you're learning more about how things work and then Chris said you might like Great British Bake Off and I resisted for some time it is interesting to watch something so far after everyone else has spent years banging on about how great it is and instinctively think it's going to be one thing and then it's slightly different. So the shows that we'd been watching, like you like you mentioned, are quite cruel and harsh. They are like very cheap and cheerful reality shows based in one room. Also, there's a big cash prize. So quite often they are competing for quite a big thing. And even if you get really near to the final, like say you come second, you don't win anything really. And there's a kind of mercilessness about them. But they were fun, and it's the first time I've really enjoyed a sort of craft-based reality competition ever. And I did think to myself that obviously whenever the BBC does shitty reality shows like this, they are kinder, they are a little bit less like that. So that's what I thought. I thought, if we watch Bake Off, it's not going to be so horrible. And it isn't. 
and it's but it's even more kind than I imagine. It's a really lovely, warm-hearted, silly, funny show. So even when they drop all the cakes on the floor or have an accident or something, they're really fair about it. And Mel and Sue are brilliant at the beginning as well. I mean, we're sort of reviewing something that's really bonkers, but I tell you what, what I really enjoyed about it was the history bits as well. So we're only on like, I don't know, season three or something. And the thing that I didn't like about it, considering the current situation, is the amount of people putting stuff on the floor, touching their faces, sitting on the floor, uh, touching the floor, like the hygiene stuff is terrible. And you never see anyone washing their hands. You're totally right. They've edited out all the hygiene. Obviously, it's a bit pointless telling you all about Great British Bake Off because most of you will have watched it years ago. Um, But if you haven't watched it and you think, I'm not going to watch it because it's another horrible reality show like X Factor or something, definitely give it a go. It's so pleasing. You get a lot more of the actual craft. Like That's something that's missing from those more kind of commercially minded recent slick Netflix type baking shows is you do get a huge amount of background about how they're doing what they're doing, what different dough is doing or pastry or whatever. (laughs) When they first started doing the history stuff, it was very much around palaces and they focused mainly on posh households, aristos, what they used to do with um, pastries and where wedding cakes came from, the Victorians and how they made um, different sweetbreads and st- sweet things for people for their aristos and then you go on to the third series and they're really focusing on uh, where welsh-, welsh cakes came from or cornish tea cakes or um, pie mash as well it's really well done and i'm learning loads as well i'm enjoying myself watching it they're pretty old now the ones we are watching are a decade old so you might want to just go back to the very beginning and start watching Bake Off from the beginning. Oh, apparently they might go on to the Brit box. So if you want to do it, do it now while you're locked down. See, I don't really enjoy cooking, baking particularly. I do sometimes, but I'm well, like, the kitchen's a mystery to me lately. And uh, just, like, watching it is kind of weird. I don't know. It's not craft for me. It's, it's miraculous chemistry they put in as well like they explain a lot of stuff that they don't on the other shows that are a bit more glitzy if you're going to have a competition you want a competition that's designed so everyone can want everyone to succeed so even though they're competitive and they get really competitive they don't want other people to just totally screw up what they're doing they want to be the best baker and then even like the kind of house villain which is paul hollywood this bread master who is kind of quite a vain alpha male trumpety chap and he's a bit he is a bit bullish and he's obviously playing that role of being the villain but at the same time he doesn't do it it's not simon cowell he is trying to be pleased by everyone's bread and cakes he wants to like it so often the times he's most annoyed is when someone he wants to do well make messes it up He's like a sort of geography teacher type, PE teacher. I think it's interesting as well about how um, it's so up and down as well. So it's not like Strictly or something like that where you sort of, they're improving as you go along. They can have a really good bake one week or one exercise, one thing. And then they, and then the next time they're really terrible. They can come bottom 
again so you can't really predict and I really like blind tests as well because they have a very good because it's the BBC they have a very good cross-section of the British public so all my prejudices about very posh people they get triggered because I get to watch like women who are quite or people who are quite posh and then you've got all different ages as well and even Mary Berry you know she's an older woman who you see transform from the beginning the first season the first series of the first season where she is so well she gets glammed up let's put it put it that way and by the end of season <laughs> season uh, three she's got false eyelashes blue contact lenses and um those hair extension things that older ladies get to wear like dolly parton anyway it's fascinating i think it's fine that she glams I don't, up i'm not criticizing i'm just saying you see that blossoming the of natural an older thing lady. of a new like a new lease of like obviously for a certain part of the population mary berry had already been part of their lives for like 50 years well maybe not that long sorry we've got a massive cookbook yeah. of hers which yeah. i look at and don't make anything out of yeah well some of the re- well we've done some of the recipes that we saw in that program already out of her book from the 80s the th- anyway, yeah, the warning... she, she's older and it's pretty reasonable that she glams up as an older lady in, in the public eye. That's all I'm saying. Obviously, the warning label that comes with watching any baking programme is that you will want to go in the kitchen or the supermarket <laughs> if you're allowed buy loads of cakes, scones. So, moving on. We spend an inordinate amount of time what, in order. Ew, ew, he's gonna put I it in. I think I might just become much more fussy. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. So I downloaded an app and Chris downloaded an app and we're gonna tell you about them now. That sounds like good fun to me. Do you wanna go first? Yes, I'll go f- <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna mention two music apps that a lot of people shared online where the product owners made them free for a period of time to download that are usually quite expensive well certainly one of them is pretty expensive so there's a mini moog there's a simulator of a mini moog synthesizer um that you can get it's uh, the model d mini moog and uh, you can get it online and it sounds like this and you can download it as an app I always thought it was Moog. And you can play with it on your mobile device or your iPad or whatever. And uh, it's really fun. And it's actually a really pretty sophisticated mimicking of a real analog, um, what they call monotone synthesizer. So that's one of them. And then the other one is much more fun, more like a rave device. And it's Korg's iK oscillator and that's a kind of um, sequencing set of loops so you can program in a whole bunch of um, different drum beats and crazy wibbly sounds and you can get it going and it will play all sorts of uh, nice beats and bits going on which is really great I don't know if it's an amazing tool for serious composition because so you can have things going and also play bits so I'm sort of playing you can hear that funny wibbly noise I'm playing that but the beat's going on behind me and then I can adjust the beat
So it's really fun. I don't know if it's a serious tool, but it's got these brilliant flashing lights on and I've had a huge amount of fun just dicking around with it, building up like five or six track, five tracks of different samples and then dropping them in and out and and um, and wibbling around with them. Uh, it's the Korg IK Oscillator. I've got a feeling it's like 20 or 30 quid normally to buy as an app and they made it temporarily free for all us locked down frustrated musicians. So um, get hold of that. It's also very simple to learn. Like it's very intuitive. Once you start wobbling around, it's got a kind of square virtual trackpad within the app that you play by rubbing your finger all over it. Um, obviously clean your phones um, and it's really I'm really enjoying it a lot um, the other thing I downloaded was um, the game Risk which I've never played I've literally never played the you know the kind of strategy board game I've never played it and some people online were playing it and so I've downloaded it I haven't yet played anyone else in the virtual world because I'm still learning to play it and I'm not very good yet and I don't really want to start playing it when I'm like crap it's a war game, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a... Two teams, two yeah, armies. Yeah, it's kind of like chess, but you occupy different areas of the map of the world and you have to sort of put your troops in a certain amount of space strategically, then fight people and then move your troops strategically again. So it's partly luck because it's dice-based. It's not got the pure skill of chess. We anyway. had our own um, tournament here, didn't we? Scrabble. Yeah, that wasn't on an app. That was physical, actual Scrabble. Actual, well, I was thinking about physical things, you know, as well. And uh, I really wish I hadn't given away the fighting fantasy game books. I really wanted to do some Ian Livingston. Steve Jackson. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you? Uh, yeah, just the other day. Because I'm mentoring a couple of um, eight-year-olds and they're really into their games. And I can't mentor them in the situation we're in now so me and the rest of the team are working out ways of doing it and I thought they might like dice games like and they're not into reading particularly either and I thought that could be pretty good and then I looked in our shelves and I don't know if we've got any anymore but they might be in the attic no I don't think we've got any of the original fighting fantasy books left we've got kind of more advanced you know, like actual Dungeons and Dragons books sitting around from 30 years ago, slightly embarrassed, in the attic, Call of Cthulhu and stuff like that. But I don't know if that would be any it's use. It's a whole new wave of people who are into it. So you Yeah, know. I know. It's much anyway, more diverse that, now. They wanted us to send something physical, and I might be able to do it over on Amazon, you know, just send them something. Anyway, I enjoyed our Scrabble bout. I was doing quite a lot of seven-letter words. So because of that, I downloaded Words for Friends again, which... If you remember back in the day when we were all throwing sheep on Facebook, maybe a bit later than that, Words for, for words with Friends was like the Scrabble light and you got to connect with friends. Except now, it is I find it a really horrible, too much going on to user experience in the app itself. Words for Friends and Words for Friends 2, for some reason, there's another one. And there's no way of blocking people that you don't know. Oh, well, I can't. Odd. Maybe there is, but I seem to be getting quite a lot of people because it's linked to my Facebook. So I think people can see my full name, my photo, and Oof. my email from Facebook through this app that's open to the world. Anyway, I may have set it up wrong, but I mean, there are too many ads on it as well. And I'm not into it because the rules are different as well. It's not proper, it's not right Scrabble. 
It was a knockoff, wasn't it? That was there was lots of legal yeah. problems when it first and happened. And Scrabble has got have got their own app, but the app that I've been enjoying most, on the recommendation of our good friend Rob Pearson, is Duolingo, where you can learn a language, and it's been around for absolutely ages. And when I tried to learn Simplified Chinese some time ago, it was a little bit squonky and now the user experience is really good and it's just really fun exercises and it's a game and it's got these fun little characters i'm learning spanish hola but <laughs> i was supposed to respond in spanish um see it's funny because you know you know because of films and lots of like just you've absorbed quite a lot of simple spanish like if i say el grande you know what i'm talking about anyway <laughs> anyway a big one getting back to duolingo um what i really like about it is that it's very um it's very good in the sense that some of the sentences are like my wife is intelligent my car is pretty it's not conventional my grandmother is interesting you know it's not my mother is in the kitchen or whatever oh i see what you're saying that they've they've uh, d they've tried to make it not conventional and they've tried to make it not uh pushing old school values on people and there's a little character the little character who looks like an emo girl with, um, or a non-binary person, I don't know, but looks like an emo person with pink hair. She she gives you a thumbs up if you get things right. And then sometimes it's a a, a man with a tur- brown man with a turban. He's a little character in there. And sometimes it's so it doesn't matter really. It's got quite a lot of good diversity going on in it. That's very good. I mean, in a way, you'd imagine that a language app ought to have good diversity because. The sort of people that are bothering to learn a language are not going to be the sort of gammons who will overreact to seeing a guy with a turban telling them a thumbs up for doing well. You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, I but bet there's it... been some. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, I enjoy it, especially there's something. I mean, I, we don't play a lot of games, but obviously these sort of phone games. I also use Elevate, the brain training app, which oh, nice. is fun so fun the the little sounds on it are so fun let me play you a sound in a minute um and the music on it is really nice but the rounds of applause that you get or the scoring and that sort of stuff like it's so subliminal and so addictive isn't it like that's why i suspect people love bejeweled and candy crush because you get like that Sound, yeah, very like, satisfying little clink or whatever. Well, no, it's the well, jing jong. No, it's the ka-ching sound. Oh, it's the money yeah. sound, is it? Dear? Like, I've got an app <laughs> where you track what, the money coming in when you add some money. Is this your favorite noise in the world? This is my favorite noise in the world, and I can rate money coming in and I can say it's five stars. Lovely, that sort of thing. Anyway, that makes now makes me think of um. Grace Brothers. Well, we will talk properly next week about the plethora of online streaming concerts that have been going on in replacement of cancelled gigs. We'll talk properly about that then. But it did make me think if a platform for that kind of streaming had the foresight now, or just had the wherewithal now, to add that kind of audio to the emoji responses or the emotes that you give 
as live feedback, it would be amazing because at the moment there's that weird thing that people will do a song and everyone's there, they've got thousands of people watching and they're all clapping and cheering except they can't hear any feedback and it's created that weird disconnect which which is possibly one of the great things that could stitch it back to feeling like live music is if somehow if you hit the love symbol when your favourite singer's just finished a song, they heard some sort of woo or ka-ching maybe or a cheer or a clap noise, then that in itself would add a huge dimension to those platforms. I think um, that's why Zoom is popular um, uh, yeah. because it's two-way and you can get... There are different levels of it. So if you if you're having a one to one meeting, it's a free or a small group. It's free, and if you've got longer meetings, so you need to upgrade to their monthly thing, and you get like a hundred people. You can get a hundred people, and you can see them all, and you can go as long as you like, which is great. And then it's like a proper phone call then. And those I'm quite enjoying seeing people's photos, even of people connecting, whether it's mates pretending they're down the pub or webinars or I've been doing a weekly meditation group as well which has just started and it's so not and it's really working and it makes you think why hasn't everything been online all along <laughs> I've been really scared of them and really I find this whole idea of like a video phone call for me is really scary and in the space of a few days I've gone from saying to myself I'm not going to join in this zoom explosion at all I'm not going to do anything I'm just going to have phone calls or email people my, that's my most comfortable method of communication is to email people and then I've gradually occasionally I'll do phone calls and now everyone's doing zoom so I've gone from there to like today I did my first zoom meeting without trousers like I literally had a meeting TMI. and I'm so no well, no I didn't have any mishaps or anything nobody saw anything but I'm it's amazing how quickly we can get used to it. I'm mentoring a 17-year-old and we had a session on the day that they found out their A-levels were getting cancelled. And um, oh, wow. I, it was so sweet because it was this thing of like, they don't want to have a phone call. That's what we're going to have. We're going to have a phone call because that's what I arranged. And then they had the guts to tell me that they were not comfortable having a phone call and we ended up having a text conversation. And that's fine. But so... It's not just you. Lots of people don't enjoy having chit chats, and some people find it so difficult just face to face communication. They're quite enjoying being introverts and not having to get up and dressed and get on the train and go commute and get to work and be surrounded by people's energies. What are you reading for? 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 What reefer prithy are you in these times of increased reading? Oh my God, you know what? I tell you what, I've been reading and not even reading, just unsubscribing and deleting are uh, all the emails from companies and corporates <laughs> oh my that are telling me in these unprecedented times, <laughs> let's keep um, insert clothing company <laughs> our community going i was like didn't even know you knew my name mate a utility company he's been sending me lots of emails telling me please don't contact us because we're really busy at this unprecedented time <laughs> and i'm like mate i'm busy too um but i wanted to say instead of a instead of a book because i'm reading um i just wanted to what i'm really enjoying at the moment um this amazing author season but 
this amazing author, Susan Butler, she uh, recommended a woman online who's a mixed race woman from America who does this amazing divine tarot reading and it's so fun and it's a YouTube channel so that's what I'm replacing my what you're reading for with Shanetta's divine tarot and it's so fun she's a young woman and she's really really accurate but she's so fun and it's just really entertaining and she has this spiel at the beginning where she just says you know take three breaths and read like like pick a cut pick a pile of cards and she does a reading for the whole group oh wow and but her way that she does it is so entertaining and fun that you'll really enjoy it shanetta's divine tarot which is s-h-o-n-e-t-t-a on youtube which is a prediction for the month so at the moment it's quite fun for people to to have a go at (laughs) there's crystals and everything but she's not like Mystic Meg. That's it, I'm going to stop talking about her now. It's very uplifting. What are you reading for, Chris? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what we were doing. I'm trying to read The Mirror and the Light, which is the new Hilary Mantel novel that is the third part of her classic Wolf Hall series of novels that are unprecedentedly acclaimed um she is the only author who's ever won the booker prize for two volumes of a trilogy with wolf hall and bring up the bodies absolutely masterful historical novels about oh you you really don't need me telling you this because everyone knows but they're no, about they thomas don't. no they don't i don't know they're about thomas cromwell uh, wonderful wonderful novels I have a problem with this third one, and it's nothing to do with the writing. I'm about 60 pages in. It's taken me however long since it came out. I ordered it and had it on the day it came out. So that's maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago that it came out. It is a fucking brick. It's 880 pages. I got a hardback copy because obviously I wanted it straight away. But it is too heavy for me to read anywhere. I can't read it on the loo. I can't read it in the bed. I can't read it down. It's the only way I can read it is if I. To then. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sort of sit by a table and put it on the table to read for it to be comfortable to read. With gloves on. So the other thing is, I've always hated Kindle, and I'm not interested in having a Kindle. God, you're coming and across. I've... This is supposed to be a, like. There's supposed to be some tech in our. Oh, yeah, and I'm not really, I'm not not tech savvy. I don't know. Anyway, it's really annoying <laughs> purely because of its physical weight. And I actually think her publisher should have thought of putting it into two volumes. Think on. And made her do that. Because unless there's not by halfway, there's not a natural stopping point. She's powerful enough as an author that she can get away with publishing this enormous book. And she's clearly written incredibly well it's very compelling it's exciting i don't know how i'm gonna read it i literally may have to get a kindle for a book that i've already bought get the audio that might be a solution maybe i should get the audible version and have yeah, some because you like listening to thespian stuff. read it to me but again i'm massively i love podcasts but i'm not massively keen on that i'm gonna log roll my lovely friend jb morrison better known to many as jim bob of this parish she's a official lovely friend of the show he's not of this parish no he's of well he's my mate and he's of he's often mentioned on the show you mention him as well quite often so we can say he's a friend of the show yeah he's got two novels out in one volume at the moment they just came out a couple of weeks ago uh one is one is called a god awful small affair 
and is uh, the story of a teenage girl who's got missing who's a David Bowie fan and it's from the point of view of her 11 year old brother and it seems that she's been abducted by aliens or perhaps gone willingly and her brother launches this investigation to try and find her um, and the other novel is Harvey King unboxes his family which I haven't uh, read yet but the the first one God Awful Small Affair is absolutely brilliant hilarious really moving clever sweet book set in Brixton and if you like that novel then or either of those or both of those then there's a whole set of other books that he's already written he's pretty prolific isn't he yeah, he's, he's been a novelist out. for a decade he's yeah, yeah he's not so a few J.B. Morrison a god-awful small affair excellent so if you've never tried meditation before and you want to have a go i've got low i've got 25 free meditations online they were developed for an, um, an app originally so that a lot of them are aimed at women uh, that's because at the time most of the apps that were for meditation were in blokes voices so i made one that wasn't so they're they're all on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform like Stitcher, um, just search for Meditation with Reefer. They're all really small. There's like some disco nap ones. There's some power up for the day ones. There's like confidence ones, but they're all really short and they've got some original music on them as well. And I also do a weekly Monday meditation. I just started doing them which is live and you get to see me do a guided meditation so a few people turned up on Monday from as far away as Ireland and Cornwall they turned up that's nice and I was expecting it to be just locals but it was really fun yeah I did two 15 minute meditations and a bit of chatting and it was really fun and light and beautiful so you need to contact me somehow otherwise if I just put out that I don't even know how to say the zoom link but we'll see the zoom it's on Zoom, so we'll just have to send a link out if you want to do that. Thanks very much for listening. I'd love it if you would subscribe to our podcast and like it and send a add a thingy bob. A nice review. A review. A review. A five star review, please. Not none of your three star reviews. No, and we also never you quite got over the last one. We can have conversations if you like on Instagram. I am in charge. Reefer is in charge. Me of the Refigure UK Instagram and Chris is in charge of the Refigure Pod Twitter. Yeah. And we're also Refigure Pod on Facebook and neither of us is really in charge of that. No, I I do it. Oh yeah, you are. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. It's lovely to be back. I hope you're all well and okay under these unprecedented circumstances times. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Should we say it's together like Mel and Sue on Cake Off? And three, two, one, stay, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Three, what does two, that even mean? Means keep cool. Sounds naff. Under under fire. Sounds naff. Just stay indoors. Yeah, yeah, but say stay frosty, it's good. Stay home. It means, you know, like be resilient and cool and don't it don't doesn't. let it don't let it get I've you. I've never heard you. it before. It doesn't resonate. It's military, with me. isn't it, or something? No. And also I like it because it sounds like icing. Stay frosty. Like sweet and doesn't work for me. <laughs> Goodbye.